this week on This Glory Life. Before returning to the group, Truxton finishes some business. Get the fuck out, Truxton. Alright, I'm leaving. Go wherever you were. In long shadow, the group must convince the mayor to help. Mayor, it's really quite simple. Muster every man that you can. Strike out against the Iron Fang. But his advisors stand in the way. This is something you can without breaking the backs of your citizens, without sending your city into economic decay, because you, Mr. Mayor. It's a verbal duel, y'all. Roll that shit. 35, baby. Uh, uh. But can the party defeat some underhanded tactics? That is a 25 or a 29 on the edge, which beats your 26. Seneca simply stands up and says, Mayor, look over there. <laughs> Listen to find out. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 54 of This Galarian Life! Uh, this week's episode is going to be a little bit short. Uh, we had some issues with our audio quality um, and about half of our recording was completely unintelligible and wasn't fit for putting on the air. In fact, I couldn't even tell what we were saying half the time. Fortunately, the important part of the episode, the plot part of the episode, uh, is all intact, and I was able to salvage it for a good chunk of content. So it's a little bit shorter than normal, but not by too much. So um, I think I think we're good, and I think this episode still works out to be a very fun and interesting episode. The only thing that got cut that actually has any bearing on the plot is the names of the mayor's three advisors. So I guess I can go over that a little bit now. The first advisor is a gentleman, a human gentleman, named Garrett, and he is the owner of the foundry in Longshadow. He's got profit motivations for being in the advisory council, obviously. Uh, the second advisor is a half-elf woman named Seneca. Cyrix asked if she was hot, and uh, she is apparently hot to Cyrix, so Cyrix is real, real into her. Uh, but other than that, she is a shipping magnet about town, so also has a bit of a profit motivation. And then finally, as a uh, cleric of Abadar named Solomon. And if you know anything about Abadar, also has some profit, but he's he's real, real into the church. So that's basically all we missed. Uh, so hopefully me throwing in the names here will make the uh, conversation they have in this episode a little less confusing, but I think overall it's fun. Uh, we use a process in this episode called Verbal Duels, which was released, I believe, in Ultimate Intrigue from Pathfinder. So it's a fun way, if you're interested in doing a completely roleplay session, but you have a group of players who still like doing the dice rolls and stuff, this is a fun way to add stakes to the process. So I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, uh, with that being said, though, we'll do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, our, you can always follow us on Twitter at Galarian Life. We like receiving messages and comments 
uh, on there and we like to respond to anybody who we can so that's a fun place to follow us if you want to keep up with the news of the show i release a fun little meme every week about the contents of the episode Um, we also have a facebook page Um, you can always email us if you have any questions or concerns at um, gloryandlife at gmail.com we respond to any messages we get Uh, and we also have a patreon set up just search this glorian life on patreon if you want to check us out uh we for for patrons we're opening up uh future episodes of council of gorgoogs uh which are very very funny and we like doing them a whole lot so if you want to hear some of those uh the best way to do that is through the patreon ultimately i think having support on the patreon means that eventually we'll get to a point where rare occurrences like bad audio don't completely derail an episode by all means if you can't afford uh donating or just don't want to donate don't do it but if you do feel like you want to support us at any point patreon would be a great way to do it um so thank you for all the support and everything that everybody's given us so far throughout our run um this has been a crazy year for all of us, and I just want to let you all know how much we genuinely do appreciate everything that everybody has given to help us, so thank you. And with that being said, we will jump right into the episode, presenting episode 54, A War of Conversation. Give me my switchblade. You don't need the switchblade. All right, I'm going to take off the push to talk. Just like Derek, you should start. I have a discussion I need to have. Our listener's been on for a while now. This is golden kind. I've got some bonus content. Oh, William, I need my switchblade back. It is going to be the cold open for the episode. Oh. It really is disturbing how he actually bought this stupid switchblade. Look, a girl's gotta defend himself. <laughs> this bitch gets it. That's what I'm saying. None of y'all get the bitch title. It's a good ass men. Well, um, yeah. Maybe we should just uh, get going with the episode. Somewhere in a cave underground. Listen here, Truxton. If you don't get the fuck out of my face in five seconds, it ain't gonna be good for you. Alright, well I can say this in four. Uh, the thingamajigs are coming. Or whatever the fuck they were called. I, I, what was called? <laughs> Hold on, redo that part. What uh, <laughs> what, what, what was the uh, enemies called? Morlocks. Um, Morlocks. Morlocks? Alright. Hold on. Ready? Yeah. Three and a two and a one. Well, listen, I can say it in four. The Morlocks are coming. And they joined with the Iron Fang Legion. Sorry, that was bad. Bye. Get the fuck out, Truxton. All right, I'm leaving. Go wherever you were. I'm going. Just get the fuck out. I'm gone. Now, now. Before we get too hasty. We're not here, Drek! Oh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I brought him with me. Remember, I yanked him into the cave. <laughs> um, so... I put on my ball gag. And as the door closes behind Truxton, a shadowy figure about his height approaches from the <laughs> shadow that was cast by the doorway. 
You should listen to the boy. He's a bit smarter than he looks. And may I say, his stories of your beauty were, well, understated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is, is that actually happening? No. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been, I have a very specific set of skills. I think, oh. uh... Meanwhile, uh, <clears throat> meanwhile, the other five characters are in a large fortress town known as Long Shadow. Long Shadow. Uh, they just approached the mayor in a tavern, and the mayor... He seemed haughty, intoxicated, and utterly confident in his own wit. Uh, yeah. Well, not his own wit. The wit of his court. So his, his Jafar-esque advisors, yes. Yes, 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 yes. What Jeff said. So the mayor says to you all, if you all are telling the truth about what kind of what kind of situation this could be, what would you have me do? Mayor, it's really quite simple. Muster every man that you can. Strike out against the Iron Fang. I put a little sweetener on that deal, too. I believe they're utterly confident of Victor. You could probably push the advantage and take back most of Nirmathos. That's what will happen if this town goes down, which will happen with no action. I believe in you and your advisors, though, so I don't think that would be the case. Look, you have a river to your southwest, hills to everywhere else. Yes. You have the combat advantage. Correct. You just need to use it. That's the plan. If, if the Iron Fang attack, we use our advantage, we use our infrastructure, we use the soldiers we already have, there's no need to build up. Here's where you're wrong. If you don't advance or increase the level of protection you have, your advantage won't be enough. Having the sun in their eyes will not help you if number you five to one. And then, uh, Garrett speaks up and goes, You know as well as I do, if you use all your resources on this battle, and this battle turns out to be us fighting some low country brutes, that we could have won the fight with just what we have handily, <laughs> then you cripple the city for years to come. Fair enough. Uh, what do you know of the Iron Fang Legion and fighting them and their forces in this area? To explain. Okay, so this is how this is going to work. This is a system called Verbal Duels that Pathfinder has introduced. There are several different argument types that are based on your skill checks. Well, not your skill checks, but your um, skill ranks plus your charisma modifier. So like, if you choose to use like a knowledge local check to do one of these, you use your number of ranks in knowledge local plus your charisma score. I sent you all the rules and stuff, and there's various bonuses to everything. So you'll be basically going back and forth between his advisors and yourselves, um, fighting. You have, instead of hit points, you have determination points, which for you is uh, the average of your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma modifiers as a group. Begley, shout out to me. Your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Quick. I have a plus six charisma. Intelligence, wisdom. Zero. Both with zero? Xerix is a dumb bitch, yes. All right, Jeff, quick. Charisma three. Intelligence, wisdom, zero. I'm not a charisma bar. Okay. 
And then I have 12, 8, and 18, so that's a... Uh, I have plus 4 intelligence, and of course I'm just talking villagers. Matters. Plus 4 <laughs> intelligence, plus 2 charisma, plus 0 wisdom. And Laura. We have no Laura. She'd probably be standing there menacingly, but... Intelligence, 0, wisdom, 1. We're fucking going to lose. So <laughs> you have. It's less you... than that. Oh, sorry, we have rounding down zero determination points. What is? What's the number? Wait, my mistake. It's actually a plus one. With everything. With my intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, and everybody else's, our average bonus is plus one. And I can give you the math, and I will. But everybody has high intelli- or high charisma, exception of a Eames, who has high intelligence. And then everything else is shite. So on average, our general bonus between mental stats is about a plus one. What's the number? Uh, 1.06. Cool. So you have eight determination points. All right. Can you tell us what a determination point is, Derek? Yep. So each round of the combat, uh, you elicit certain tactics, which are the types of arguments you make. So you wager determination points based on whether or not you think you can beat the person's check or not. Um, So at the start of each exchange, one of the duelists chooses a tactic as an opening, making the associated skill check, and you increase the ante of the exchange from zero to one. So that sets the uh, DC of the check to uh, 10 plus whatever the ante is. So it'll always be 11 to start. At that point, the opponent chooses whether to end the exchange or counter it. The DC to counter is the skill check they make. So, like, if I roll a 17 on my opening argument, then the DC is 17. You have to beat the 17. And then you can choose to raise the ante, choose whether or not they want to keep going or not. If the ante is, like, one at the end, then whoever loses it loses a determination. And I assume this is more going to be a Jeff job, but each uh, tactic has uh, different things that it can do. So, like allegory, I can use it to open an exchange. Your opponent chooses to end the exchange rather than attempt to counter. It increases the exchange is anti by two. So basically, they choose a tactic or we choose a tactic, and then vice versa happens. And every single tactic has pluses and minuses versus others. It's also based okay. on different skill checks. May I start as an allegory? Um, whoever has the highest sense motive check, give me a sense motive check. I have very low, so if someone yeah, else we're can... the audience right now. I have a plus ten. Fuck it. Go with go with the charisma based character. Gorgook did roll natural one. Twenty seven. No, King Gorgook it's a DC 15, you're good. Can Gorgook aid her, though? Is that okay? It literally doesn't matter. Right, okay, then I'm, then I'm done. In your general um, conversations with the mayor up to this point, you get a general sense of his biases. Okay. Uh, he, he doesn't seem like he likes to be mocked or made fun of. Um, but he is a, is a fan of, of, of the wit. Uh, trusted. It's your skill. Actually, it's not. It's not. I was about to say, mockery might be... Actually, wit's not. Gorgu's got some linguistics. Oh, fuck yeah, linguistics. Hell yeah, do it, bitch. Can I open up, though, with an allegory? 
I also have pretty good linguistics. Let's let Derek tell us how this opens up next. Because it implies that algorithm can be used to open up. Tell me I'm wrong, I'll be wrong, but until that. I mean, you can, but who says you're starting? Oh, who's starting? I assume there's some kind of initiative or Edge for every uh, third of... So for every three points above the typical bonus, you get an edge. An edge to re-roll that skill once. Okay, um, fair. You also start the duel with three edges because of your exploits in the Hollow Hills. Uh, because you've message from the centaur in the spider spider's lair uh, because you rescued the gnome at the hobgoblin camp and because you brought back the hobgoblin prisoner Marzan who is to be taken to be the harpy bride uh, you have three edges to be distributed however you want to um, there was a potential of four edges but because you guys did not go into the mine you do not get the fourth edge touche Somebody give me a charisma check. Uh, I have my card, but I vote Begley. Uh, Bang! You guys start. Can I open up with an allegory? I have pretty good knowledge <clears throat> religion. By all means. So that's Jeff. What about Begley and Beans? Are you okay with that? Sure. Yeah. That is a 15. Maybe you all can with an edge, since we have them. Yeah, you rolled a 3, so please do. Uh, so instead, it is a sixteen on the die, which is a twenty-eight. So you have what's what's your bone? Because it, it's just your ranks plus your charisma. Yes. This um far that is actually, so eight plus four, so that's twelve. Yeah, which shows a shit my. But I did roll twenty-eight. Okay. I kind of step forward and I tell the so ah. Uh, I've seen this before. So, whenever an imminent threat came and threatened the the, the Galavian world, we called that name, that threat, Ravagug, an immense enemy to Shellian. Now, through a group together fighting off the enemy, we were able to beat back that enemy. Not easily, and not simply, but with the support of everyone in the cities, in, in the group, whether it be gods in the past, but this time we could do the same with us as people. We have to work together. We have to show that the repeated history of an evil enemy coming in and trying to take over the town can be grouped up against and destroyed to protect the people and the beauty of this town. The half-elf woman sitting in the corner, kind of nods towards the mayor. says, Now, for all of your sake, my name is Seneca. I own the shipping yard in the town. And Mr. Mayor, all this talk of Rovagug and working together is a bit overdramatic, wouldn't you say? To even dignify this with a response. So basically, she's uh, ending this track so does that mean, how does that work exactly? Do we get one edge from it, or? Yeah, so when, when you win a segment of the duel, you get an edge. What's the win condition, if you could help us out here? Uh, depleting their determination to zero. Ah, okay, so we just gained one. You gained an edge, you didn't gain determination. And how do we gain determination? You don't. 
It's your hit points. Oh, so we have to beat their determination. Yes. Touche. All right, I'm running. Uh, but the um, actually, you don't gain an edge. Because when you start with an allegory, they lose two determination instead of you gaining an edge. I'll take that shit. I'll take it. So. How many hit points do we have, by the way? Of determination? Eight. We have eight. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. We have eight. nine. Eight. We should have nine. Nine. Okay. How do we have. What? I, I fucked up what level you guys were. So she'll stand up. Or she'll keep going and start her own little thing. Now, Mr. Mayor, think of think of all your your citizens. <clears throat> you diverting resources to the military to defeat this this conflict that we don't even know what it is. We don't know how small or how big it is. We don't know how what these people who've never been to Long Shadow before what they believe it is. You know. You know as well as I do, Mr. Mayor, that our scouts and our troops and our soldiers have brought back information that say there will be disinformation campaigns amongst the Iron Fang Legion, that they will over-exaggerate their numbers. This sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? She is trying to distract with previous information gathered with a red herring. What was the red herring check? Yes. Can I lean in and real quick ask Cyrix to bait a bad argument? Um, sure. So do I roll first or? Yeah, I mean, do whatever. Rolled a 32 on my, um. <laughs> so she used a red herring to distract in terms of talking about how he's going to be oh. diverting resources, right? Well, I uh, stretch myself over the desk and uh, look the mayor in the eyes and I say... Uh, You're going to take a minus six for that. Really? Well, then I don't do that. <sighs> I'm kidding. Just do it. Mom, listen to your advisor here. And her utter inability to understand how combat works. You're... People are not going to be mad that you divert resources. They're going to be happy that you protect them from a very credible threat. It is absolutely insulting that this woman here thinks she truly understands what's going on and tries to use her position to ingratiate herself to you in a way that would hurt your career and hurt your town. And I kind of like side-eye her and smirk. That's some good red herring there. I was like, this all makes sense. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to bait her, but... Hell yeah. This is a bait. I went for it there. I didn't even... I forgot it was a bait. And I went for it. So what was your general argument, Sirius? Uh, that Seneca is stupid and doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, the third man. Um... The cleric of Agnadar stands up. <laughs> now listen here, Mayor. You know, these upstarts from out of town and just come in and try to convince you of of all these ridiculous things. Now, Seneca over here tells you <laughs> tells you about your actual reports that your actual military have gathered. And they just come in and insult your pre- or ins- insult her 
without giving any substance whatsoever. I think you need to be listening to the people you know, the people who your town knows, and the people who are making your town a better place. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. Mayor? Oh, that is a 19 on the dice. Can I elbow... Uh, I want to elbow Mr. Um, Gorgook here and say, bring it back to us, implying to present, give his presence to show that we are not to be a force to be reckoned with. Well, that's what this guy's doing. Well, we could outdo his presence because Mr. You have a, you have skill focus or some sort of intimidation bonus. My, I mean, it would be a, it's not bad right now, but I was also thinking emotional appeal. Is In that fact, I'm going to use I'm going to use emotional appeal. Uh, that is if, a, if I had the chance. That's a three three, so it beats Eric's. So we also, we also might just lose this one out right at right, right. I don't yes. even with a, a bonus. I might get her emotional appeal. I doubt we can beat thirty three. So the ante is three now. So we would lose two if we dropped it. No, you would lose three now if you would drop it. You would raise the ante to okay. Plus twelve. That wouldn't beat it at all, even with a natural twenty. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure out how this works. Like, if I use wit to counter him and they don't rebel back, what happens? I don't know. So that's what I think I happens is, correct me if I'm wrong. We just lose if we fail a check. So I think we should take the hit rather than raising it to four. Yeah, if that's how, if, if that's the cycle we're in, yeah. Okay. I'm keeping um, track of these numbers, by the way, too, just so we don't know. Okay. We're at six. Okay. Um. So you guys can start off the next exchange. So I acknowledge history. I can lead off with local. either. I can lead off with presence, emotional appeal, or wit. I think we should probably save wit for higher up because it's so good with the mayor. Let's, Jeff. Why don't you emotional appeal? Okay, we will do emotional appeal. It's countering, right? Use presence then. I, I presence we would because his intimidates pretty good. I mean, it's also something of a counter. But like, what's your intimidate? If we if we win with presence, we gain one determination. Uh, my intimidate bonus right now would be uh, not bad. Um, Eleven flat. That's not that's not a bad check. I like, have, I'd have a plus twelve in intimidate. Yeah, Don't you have sure. skill focus intimidate? No, it, it, it wouldn't matter for this. If it's just raw ranks plus my charisma. No, yeah. but, just... but there are other feats I thought that affect it. I mean. Your maiden's helm probably by itself gives you an edge. Uh, yeah, the maiden's helm by itself is like a plus three or something, or is it like a plus five bonus to intimidation? Uh, Circums- uh, uh, I'll let you and Begley decide this. Begley's number is 12 by itself, and mine's 11 by itself. It depends on what the maiden's helm gives us. Well, how about... Uh, Your maiden's helm gives you a plus five. Oh, so I'd have a... Yeah, I'd have a 16, Sam. Okay, then go for it. No, you have an edge. You have a plus one... A- Plus 11, plus an edge. I'd keep the edge, because if we win this, we get the edge back, which means we get to reroll. But it's only an edge on Intimidate. That's fine. I still think Jeff would go first. Um, okay, if Begley thinks that, we should just go with Jeff going first, because I already think that. So if Begley's confirming my shit here, right, and she's sober, then, like, we should go with it. So, Derek, just to confirm, this is a built-in edge? So I have yes. an advantage on the roll? You can use it. I would use it it's if a, you if you roll low. It's expendable. Okay, let's see how we do, boy. Okay, Ooh, I'd roll it. I'd re-roll it. Eight or higher, I'd keep. Otherwise, re-roll it. I got the exact same roll. <laughs> well, shit, we used it. 
All right. Uh, more boot steps for him. He never really sat down. He just approached the desk. Mayor, we can come here and debate the finer points of nobility and reason all night long. But that's not the kind of man I am, nor do I think it's the kind of man you are. I think you're a man of action. And you're a man for your people. Surely you've heard of me and my... It's true the Iron Thing inflates their numbers. And it's true the Iron Thing will use trickery to deceive their opponents. But the information we brought you earlier about their numbers in the thousands was not sent to us. It was not relayed by a messenger. It was found in a camp of one of their captains' supply base. It details their numbers, and it details that they have other bases in the area, supplying all manner of weapons and destructive implements to destroy this town. To put it simply, sir, the Iron Thing is more clever than they have been before. They know that you're underestimating them. They're counting on you underestimating them. They will take Long Shadow, take the resources that your advisors so covet, and they'll use it to crush the rest of Nermathos. You've seen what they've done thus far. They are not enemies to be underestimated. We've lost many in the fight against them. We've mm. saved many, but at great cost. I ask you, as a fellow soldier, consider my words and know that I am not a man of lies. I'm a man of action, and hopefully you will be too. Stirring stuff. <coughs> uh, Garrett. <clears throat> Garrett stands up. Oh, Mr. Mayor. It's, uh, it's true, you are a, a fine leader. You're a fine soldier back in the day. A great soldier, I would say. Oh, I've heard such tales. To make the assumption that you could not lead what you have into battle and defeat whatever force. He's Iron Fang. Send that you great or small. A man of your stature. There's a reason why you're the mayor of Long, the greatest city in all of Nirmathon. This is something you can do without breaking the backs of your citizens, without sending your city into economic decay, because you, Mr. Mayor, are great. Well, that's a 15 on the dice. You guys win the duel. Woo! Not the duel of the round. Um, but <coughs> Mayor Crawbert says... Now, uh, Garrett, you know more than anybody that flattery of the Mary is not going to get you anywhere. Why I should or should not divert resources, just not that I'm so amazing. And Seneca stands up, um, and she says, Here's the thing, Mr. Mayor. You have a limited number of resources in this town. Correct. There is enough money to feed your citizens, to run the militia, to upkeep infrastructure, to do all these things. And Long Shadow is very prosperous right now. You are in an excellent economic position, or an excellent military position. But every dollar you divert away from the economy to something we don't know that our information tells us is not a problem. Every dollar you take away from your citizens is not only a dollar in which they will hate you for taking away, but it is also a dollar that will perhaps plummet this town into decay. Well, that's another three. What check was that? That's uh, a logic check. <laughs> need an emotional appeal. I can, uh, because an, emo an emotional appeal is bluff. Uh, your DC is 10. But uh, here's the thing. Basically, any of us can do it. An emotional appeal can also be perform oratory, which I use. Then if we're going to win it... Perform oratory skill, Jeff. I want Truxner or Aura to take over. 
Laura's gone. I got this shit. What does Trixton have for perform oratory or bluff? Uh, my bluff check's great. Oh, okay. What's your charisma? Uh, charisma is plus two. That's not as good as Laura or as uh, Begley, but it's three less. But like, we'll, well, the, we'll be the okay. DC's ten, so let's trucks yeah. go, and then it, it keeps. I almost literally can't fail. Yeah, you can't. Like <laughs> a nat one can't fail this, so because not uh, skill checks yeah. don't fail automatically. All right. So make an, uh, emo- make an emotional appeal. Listen. And you're doing it via lying. What? You're using your bluff. Down in the caves of Nirmathire, some shit. And <laughs> I lost Nirmathire. the woman that I loved to the Morlocks and to the Iron Fang Legion. If you don't want to lose the people you love in your life, if you don't want to let your townspeople down in a way that you could never recover from, if you don't want your head to be prominently displayed on an Iron Fang pole, then I would suggest that you ready your armies, and divert all resources towards stopping this incoming attack. That's a really good emotional appeal. I almost bought it. As Gamma. Roll that shit. 35, baby. Uh, uh, Why does it hold a 1d6? I'm sorry. Because I have that. It's on my... I'm done. I haven't... Uh, I haven't... I won't won't have that again. I just... You know. It just just (laughs) happened. The the rules are a little bit different, but you got a 32. Alright, sick. Well, I don't know about that. <clears throat> he got a 29. <laughs> Not good enough, bitch. So emotional appeal increases the anti. Ooh, okay. The cleric of Abadar stands up. Talk about loss and all this whatnot. This is war. People will die. So they're getting it up. So they lose, they lose three. Yep. What exactly did he just try to Nothing. Give up. Give up. So we won. We had lost three because they know they couldn't beat the check. So that's a pretty good... Like, they could still win, but, like, that's a pretty good win for us. Um, well, they get to open because they lost. Okay. Here's, here's, here's what I will say. Oh, Mr. Grobat, you've, uh, you've known me for most of your life. Yeah, we uh, grew up, went to school together, and while you, were off, while you were off with the military, let me tell you what I was doing. In the process of becoming a cleric, I also did a little bit of fighting, and I saw great struggle out on the fields. Maybe not quite the same as you, but struggle nonetheless. And every day, I would pray to Abadar, or ask him to deliver me from this conflict I was suffering and here I am and I wake up I wake up each and every day in long shadow knowing just knowing that this is the answer to my prayers this city large it's almost the perfect city and you let it finally but to let a potential threat everything my god, our information, everything is telling us is not a big threat. To let that go would be tantamount to heresy. Ooh. I, I can take care of this. So trust me, Miss, Mr. Mayor, this is, this is important. Do not let your city suffer. 
because these five people who you've never met before don't even know if perhaps they are the people who were to be sent by the Iron Fang to distract us with the exaggerated numbers. I think Orgu can push. Do not let them distract you. Okay. That is it. 23. That's not bad. I think I can take care of it, though. Um, I'm pretty sure if you guys are okay with it, Orgu can use wit and take care of this wit. Uh, not only does the mayor apparently like it, but I can use wit to get a plus two bonus check. So I'd have a 12 overall. That's a 50-50. And we have edge. Okay that. Sure. I, I like it. We have plenty of edge. Uh, Begley, what do you think? Okay. Uh, uh, sorry. Eames. Yes. Okay. Well, let's go. Okay. Uh, let's see what the roll. Ooh, that's going to go and re-roll that one. Okay. Come on, Begley. Oh, what's the check we have to make? A 21? It's a 20. A 23. So I probably fail unless there's some hidden bonus here I don't know about. I mean, we could take it. You have edges. I just used a fucking. Oh, we can we can we can use a second another edge because we yep. have three more. Okay, well I can go for it because if I roll even, we can probably take them. Well, well, go another edge, yeah, hell yeah. We got three more after this because we gained a couple. A twenty-six. There we go. There you go. There, I've never really been a religious kind of man. I think understands the difference between politics and the real world. But I can flatter you by telling you that by crushing the iron thing and taking. Irma thought he'd be a hero for generations. Look, I could appeal to your group, if you have any, by saying that by conquering the thing and taking back most of the she'd be vastly rich. You'd have much more resources gained from the end. Dare I say, fools are telling you to consider resources. What resources will you have if this town is sacked by the Iron Fang? What good will the gold in the coffers be when hobgoblins run up between their fingers? I'd say none. They may disagree, but they'd be wrong. Mayor, I'll put it to you bluntly. You're in your position to take care of the people. Their priorities have to come first. All the gold in the world can't make up for a lost life of a child. And I'll be God's damned if I had to see another one die because of bad planning. The Iron Thing have you surprised thus far to kill too many in Irma. Well, not let it happen again. Jeff, my heart. My heart, Jeff. Not a ton of wit there, but... <clears throat> Marry me instead, okay. instead of Sam. So not like have... Sam Begley, but Sam Eames. They have one more option. That could probably maybe be that. <clears throat> they have an edge on it. I'm a red herring. I'll roll it in front of you. <laughs> Dicks. They have an edge, so they get plus. They get another reroll. Ooh. That is a 25 or a 29 on their edge, which beats your 26. Seneca simply stands up and says, Mayor, look over there. <laughs> so, Derek, did the mayor have not have a hidden bonus for wit? He did. Okay. It's a plus two. Okay. Well. So What's the... Wait. TLDR, they have beaten our check because they... But they're out of edge now. They're which out means of edge and they're only using a red herring because they really have to. The red yes, which means they lose, which means... Or they, they win, which means we get the next check and I can open up with one of my lower rolls, but then increase the determination with one of the nice rolls from you... Well, I mean, let's be honest here, like the face stats. Also, who says they only have one edge? I mean, fair enough. You just mentioned that they, they used one. On oh, this one. So we're going to lose this round? 
Um, if you guys are okay with Seneca saying work over there and not being good enough. To I mean, eat. Derek, if that's the best you can do, I can make Would, it. Okay, hold on. Hold but, on. Would you uh, give me a bonus if I jumped over where she pointed and uh, did something sensual? No. No, red herring means they automatically win. No, there's no answer. But they, God damn it. But we, we start the next one, and they used an edge for it. So basically, they gave up on that. Okay, so there's... So oh, Seneca okay, says... Seneca says, look over there. And she points at a poster on the wall, and it's a picture of an orange cat on a tree, and it says, Garfield hates expending money on unnecessary warfare. I could attempt... So we could use mocker with intimidate, and we could thematic way by making fun of them for their pit. Also, he used a red herring, which means if you win a red herring, they automatically win, but we take no damage. So it's, so, it's, just, it's just resets. Exactly. That's exactly what it is, and that's what he did. So I think Gavin's idea of him starting with a, a lower skill. That's not true at all. Well, it says that. You can choose to take a plus four bonus on the skill set. Skill check. If you do and succeed instead of continuing... And escalating, you reduce the anti to zero. Did not take that plus four. So then we go move changes, and our caster has a plus four because otherwise they wouldn't have gone for this. Well, also you have a twenty-six. I have a plus fourteen. Twelve up we, or fifteen up, we win. And with two determinations, getting a fourteen is like a just just above sixty percent. Is not good for us. I'm going to be honest. Whereas if we take the damage and move on, that's a hard choice. I, but like we'll lose this, and we'll get the first hit. What do you think, Jeff? I think we might be better off playing them take no. Well, yeah, we can better. We can. So yes, we will lose three determination. They won't gain any, and then we can restart. Twenty nine is going to be hard to beat. I mean, mathematically, it's tough. It is. It so is. if so, if we go, just still figuring out the rules. If we decide to counter their red herring and fail the roll, does that mean we take four. three or four? Okay. Uh, then I say we take the hit. So we could take three or we could take the four if one of us wants to try it with our edge. Oh, that's just that's just take the three. So we would need the 15, which is very hard to get. Then we'll take the hit. I'll kind of step forward and say fair enough. Garfield likes lasagna. I will give you that. I, I understand that point completely, and, and that makes a lot of sense. Garfield is Shellian's most favorite cat. Garfield is Shellian's most favorite of the cats. He's beautiful. Open an exchange, which means this is handy by t- instead of gaining an edge. Okay. And I will say, look, in the past, these. Oh, wait, before I do a history check, is everybody okay with that? My history check is a plus uh, nine, which isn't the best. So that'll be a good first check, I think. Okay, cool. I'm glad you agree. What about you, Jeff? And you? All right. When it comes to evil forces knocking at the gates, no other god except Diomede, who is, though distant, a good friend of Shelia. Diomede exists to protect Shelia. And Shelian, my goddess, says that previously, when an evil group came to take our town, we fought back. 
we used as many resources as we could to fight against the evil. Uh, how do you like an 18? You want more? You want me to use an edge? What's up to you? I think 18 If we leave this unprotected, this tactic that worked for Shellian, that worked for Amode, for Shellian, for every other god out there, including Abadar, we would not only be disgraced, but we would lose this battle. And I step back. Mr. Mayor, these people waltz into your bar, waltz into your office. You don't know them at all. You don't know where they come from. We've heard stories, but who knows what those stories are, whether those stories are true or not. All we know is what we have gathered as information that these iron fangs are maybe sending something, but that use trickery and guile and none of this has been truly refuted. I tell you, Mr. Mayor, evaluate this argument from those who you can trust, those who have been with you at your side for your entire run as mayor. Some of us, for your time in the service, some of us in your childhood, you know us, you trust us. This is where your allegiances should lie, not on five outsiders who come in and tell you that there's an attack coming. There may well be an attack coming, but to risk your entire town, to risk your entire town's livelihood on the potential of an attack is ridiculous. 19. Total? Which attack or which kind of verbal duel ability was that? Uh, It's presence. Okay, so that did get a minus two, and you already counted that in there? Okay. So, can I come in and make a wonderful pop come? Uh, emotional appeal. That'll give you a plus two with all your with your already fucking amazing roll. So, I say go for it, because that's the best bet here. So I actually get off the desk. Ha! And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I it remove myself from the desk. That's how good of a prostitute you are, is you can get off inanimate objects. And I draw myself up to my full height. And there's kind of a tonal shift in Cyrix's whole demeanor. The easygoing prostitute is gone. She leans forward, looks the mayor directly in the eyes, and she says, listen, The undercurrent of all of this conversation is that you want to protect your people, that you want to do what's best for your town without losing lives and resources and continue on in your way of life as best as possible. What we are trying to tell you is that if you do not prepare for this attack more than you have, that will be impossible. Your advisors of us and saying that you know we don't understand the iron fang but you most all of us in this room have suffered so much pain because of this force of evil you know Gorgug lost his home Laura lost some of her family the man she was closest to We've all been hurt in some way by this force and seen it absolutely devastate towns in the area. 
And we are coming to Long Shadow to tell you that we want to help you make sure that that does not happen here and that you can protect your town and keep it from being destroyed. So please listen to us. And I rolled a 31. That'll do her. Ah. Thank you. Garrett stands up. He looks the mayor dead in the eye. Do I want to do the dead end of the broadcast week here? <laughs> no. no. Uh, Garrett missed the roll. Let's go. Garrett looks the mayor in the eye. Says, hmm. This whole process has given us a lot to uh, consider, Mr. Mayor. I, of course, don't speak for Seneca or Solomon, but perhaps I was too hasty. These people do seem genuine in their ideals that this is a threat, and they very clearly lost much more than any of us have. Maybe, maybe I let personal greed blind me to the threat. Maybe Seneca and Solomon as well. And they they kind of look at uh, Garrett and just nod a little bit. So, I suppose just let them do what they want. Let's bring this town to war. And that's the end of our broadcast week. And I push the mayor off the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Jack sheds a little tear. A little tear. Just a tear because want to go to war. But sometimes if you do what you don't want. Wow, hell, it's better than dying when you're old. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo.